Welcome back to SCTV for ScreeningClub.com, where we break down the latest in television entertainment for you each week. And welcome back to, uh, well, really, it's been bouncing back and forth. Actually, Chris, you didn't end up missing, but Chris is coming off of oh, yeah. some, some surgery. Uh, Four teeth were pulled, all my wisdom teeth. Sorry if, I'm, if I sound a little weird. No, you sound pretty good, man. And we're, we're we're just one week back from welcoming back Mike. And finally, we're all back, back Hello, together. Hello, it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. I have my normal voice back as mm-hmm. well. I'm feeling good. Uh, I've transferred my, my physical pain to Chris for this week. Yep. I, I <laughs> take a good friend. Happily. <laughs> someone had to absorb it. That's like true. It couldn't someone, just go away. Someone always has to be in pain on the podcast. Chris, any funny wisdom teeth removal stories for us? Um, uh, nothing too funny. I woke up, I woke up what seemed like 75% way through the process Uh and I had to, and it seemed like they were having problems. My teeth were very impacted. Is this true? Yep. Uh, my teeth were very impacted and like they had to do some crazy things to get out. So it's like my recovery is taking longer than normal. But anyway, so I woke up 75% way through and they seemed like they were having problems with one of the uh, teeth taking it out and i had to let my presence be known somehow so i like because <laughs> i wanted to go back under very badly so i like kept opening my eyes very widely and like looking at, like staring at people and then finally they saw me and i surprised you remember that no i remember yeah i remember it. were they like he's, he's up he's up no they weren't <laughs> they they were like oh hey they were like hey chris we're just gonna give you a little bit more and blah blah, blah. and then I, yeah, and then i woke up at the end Oh my yep. gosh! Could you feel what they were doing, or it was no? All I, could, I couldn't feel anything, but I knew I shouldn't be awake at that point. Now, did you think about going like, "Ugh," but you decided not to, so it wouldn't mess with things? Maybe, or maybe I did, thought? but I re- I really remember just trying to stare <laughs> just at people, start, like violently screaming and <laughs> yeah. flailing your arms. And... Could you move, yeah. Chris? Do you think? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I think they did tie me down a little bit, but I really don't remember it much. Chris, I, I didn't know about you waking up. That's like my my number one fear. In actuality, it was probably like 30 seconds, it pro- like it was maybe even less than that. But in, you know, in my mind, it was this big thing. Is, is it possible that you waking up itself was a dream? Maybe. I will say I've, ha- I've been having to, another funny story, this is the last funny story. It's not really funny. It's, it's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> you can't. You have to eat like really mushed up things. And mm-hmm. I'm still like. I, yesterday, I just graduated to like a little bit of chicken, <laughs> and it was very nice. But anyway, yesterday at work at lunch, I was so hungry, and all I had to eat was a, like a protein shake or whatever. And I was like, I'm so hungry. So I got in my car and I drove to KFC and I got a thing of mashed potatoes. I just Chris. sat in my car and ate mashed potatoes, are, KFC mashed potatoes for lunch. Are you supposed to though? No, yeah, mashed potatoes are like the good are a good thing to eat. Oh, okay. Okay. I had like a couple of days after the surgery I had like really good mashed potatoes and it was great. Mike, does anything happen to you since you've been not sick? No. Just been uh been working trying to fit in all these shows just snuck in the young pope right under the wire right before we started recording yeah i had a cram recently too it's i was in no position to watch shows in any critical manner (laughs) i have a very quick not story but idea um and someday we'll we'll have to have him on all of our mutual friend tony (laughs) 
who we do sometimes call Ruger, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were trying to schedule a lunch together, and I haven't used this on him yet, but I'll use it when um, before this, this 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 airs. Tell me this this isn't a great quote. Um, I guess it's a, a little inside jokish, but not not really. So he's asking me, when do you want to have lunch? When do you want to have have lunch? And then the time that he picked wasn't the best for me. So I'm going to say, that time's not great, but beggars can't be Rugers. <laughs> Is that a pretty good good line? Because it plays off uh, off of his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank sure. you. So I'll, I'll let you guys know how he uh, how he reacts to it. Yeah. Give us an update next week. <laughs> but, uh, but, but anyway, we had a... Uh, we had... A couple of uh, a couple of big things happened in the realm of entertainment since last time we spoke. Right, we had the Oscar no- nominations and we had uh, the SAG Awards. Mm. So why, why don't we touch on that? Touch on that a little bit. Maybe we can start with uh, the SAG Awards. Any uh, any initial thoughts from from you guys? Uh, yeah, I have uh, the list up here from all the uh, the television winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there were some some surprises. Uh, just, Let's see. Just to run through here, starting with the uh, outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series, uh, one of my very favorite shows from last year, took home the big prize, Stranger Things. Yeah. I saw that, yeah. I saw. And I would say deservedly so. That makes sense, yeah. That cast was, like, reason number one to to watch that show. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad it, it got the, the honor. They did deserved. do a great job. And, uh... Did you guys see Winona Ryder? That whole yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what everyone's talking about. Why? Why was she making those faces? It doesn't seem within any context that could have ha- been. Well, I've heard there. I've heard it presumed that she was on edibles at the time, which <laughs> makes sense. She was on something, but which is makes that sense. like? Is that just Winona? Like I I can't imagine that that's her at any time. Like in, unless it was the first time she was trying something. Like you'd think well, she edibles are a you have to test out edibles they're very they're like a lot more psychedelic of an experience than regular weed and the doses like when people are mixing pot food there's no like oversight so you never know what you're going to get yeah well of course there's extreme oversight in like California now right if she buy a legitimate place well not oversight in that sense where you don't know 100% for sure that like this amount of weed went into this, or if she could have gotten it from a, who knows where she could have gotten it from a friend. But also, you don't know how your body chemistry, your personal body chemistry, is going to react to it. So there's all these different variables when it yeah. comes to edibles. So, w- which is why I doubt that it would be like the first time she was trying something before going. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. On stage but who knows? Maybe she's maybe she's wild. Maybe she didn't know. But have have you guys seen the video that that someone made of the pizza flying around? Oh yeah. No, I haven't. I'm going to see that should watch it chris we might have to do a live reaction video yeah live on the YouTube <laughs> live channel. react um but i really i it was so weird and people were, were saying maybe she was reacting to the speech that that was being made but really david she was, harvard like, gave a really just like grand speech loud bombastic self-indulgent speech about uh about actors and their role in uh, in shaping like the world, <laughs> changing the world. So maybe she was just so blown away by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame her. 
But that's a, d- definitely a solid win that we're all happy about. So that's also that's a good award. Like ensemble casts don't get it honors the whole. Yeah, like cast. that award should be more widespread in other awards. I, I, I enjoy it as well. And then on the uh, the flip side, the comedy side, my very favorite show from last year, Orange Is the New Black, won Best Ensemble. Did never it. never gonna gripe with that. Comedy, in comedy. Quotes, I know in quotes. Up against other uh, really just traditional comedies: Big Bang Theory, Blackish, Modern Family, and Veep. But uh, Orange is the New Black. I mean, I'd it say, really has. Say, yeah, like it's inarguable that it's like one of the very best ensemble casts. It's like the thing about that show is that on, there's on so TV. many different characters on, that it focuses. On. I mean, there's no real like main character. It is just yeah. an ensemble, mm. especially last season. Especially, I was watching Veep. I was watching. I was rewatching the episode of Veep the other night. So, sorry, it got me thinking about Veep. No, there's a. Do you guys remember that one scene where she, she has to go during the governmental shutdown and go talk to the, I think it's the Speaker of the House about getting a deal done, mm-hmm. and then he reads a statement from the president that says like Selena is a like, like a great. The VP who really tried hard but ultimately failed, and then he's he's like, you gotta think of the subtext because she's like, that sounds pretty good. He said I'm great, and then she, and then one of my favorite, I, I think, lines like she says to him at the end, you know, you're a lot older than me, and if in like five years you pass away, I'm gonna be the one they send to your funeral to give to give the uh, what what's it called the eulogy the eulogy, and and then she goes. And there's going to be a lot of subtext in that, in that eulogy. <laughs> like, that was just a great line. Uh, That's a great ensemble, too. Uh, it is. I mean, it's overpowered by the amazing performance that she gives. Um, and she, of course, won Best uh, Female Comedy uh, Actress. Um, Good for her. I'm sure she's won. I think she's won, like, seven of the, these awards. She's such a force. <laughs> Uh, William H. Macy won for Best uh, Actor in a Comedy Series in Shameless. Can't say he's the most deserving there. Uh, that show's not even ending this year, right? It's not ending this so year. So it's not like what a that farewell. Sometimes they give like a farewell award. Yeah, he really isn't. First of all, he's not the main like male actor in that show, I would say. There are, there are other more uh, prevalent performances. And... It's good, but I mean, it's not like wow, this man deserves an award for it. So, yeah. it, yeah. I've never seen that show. I love the show, I. but mm. I can't say that William H Macy deserves the the best actor award. Chris, you haven't seen it either. Nope, nope. So who who do you think, Mike? Then Jeffrey T- Tambor. I mean, of the ones nominated, I think definitely Tambor. <laughs> not a big Anthony Anderson fan. I've never seen Blackish, and I'm not a huge Anthony Anderson fan. <laughs> But I mean, Apparently, Jeffrey everyone loves is, it. is giving a like, a transcendent performance and transparent. Um, okay. Sarah Paulson, I think she she cleaned house. I think every award that she was nominated for, uh, for for this performance and OJ, she she won. Deservingly. Isn't she going to be in the new Ocean Oceans movie? Did you guys hear I about that? I think so. Yeah, I think I read that. I saw like a promo picture for it there's lots of big uh big stars in that movie yeah not a big fan chris of, of i i really did i i well i didn't 
I saw. I think I saw that news, but I'm not. I'm not sure. So I'm not. I don't really I know much think about it's it. True. I can check it out. I'm sure you're right. Anyway, what what else do we have here? What what is this? Uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, Cranston won for uh, that best poli- actor in a limited series. That political HBO series, right? He played a LBJ. Yeah. Ah. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Just a big meaty showy role. Uh, that that actors love, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And, and I, then the other two uh, acting awards for TV were, were won by actors from The Crown. I've been moving through through The Crown. Have you? I've never. I haven't seen it. I've only it, got it, a couple ep- episodes. It's looking like it's going to be an awards powerhouse for for years to come. Like <laughs> voters, lo- voters love it. Uh, they love The Crown. How is it? Anything to do with the royal family or like yeah, the opulence, England, of Britain, or yeah. European I, productions? They're always gonna like just look at Downton Abbey. It was always such a, mm. an, an award staple, and it looks like the crown is going to fill that void. Yeah, I find the crown so interesting because of my general like just don't understand how the royal family still is a thing. Like I just I don't get it. Yep. Like you know, I mean, I I know there's arguments for and against it, and I won't get get into it. But I know you know. Our country was founded on being against that, <laughs> so I think it's understandable. But um, I think, you know, an- another thing that's that's interesting that's been sort of, uh, you know, a uh, public um, like a controversy is the relationship between the Queen and I think his name is Philip, the uh, Prince Philip, yeah. Uh, and of course, you, you you guys know the whole thing where like, because she was the eldest and like her father only had daughters. Yeah, she had to become queen, but her husband does not become king. As yeah. like, if it was a man, like Queen Elizabeth's son will become king, and her his wife will become queen, mm-hmm. but the queen's husband does not become king. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So she has a husband, but his name is like Prince Regent or something, mm. uh, because you have to be part of the family. You can't marry into becoming king. That's like the but whole thing. But you can into becoming queen. Yes, but it's Queen Regent. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, for some reason, you know, it's the, all it's the, all about having the eldest in the line of the monarchy having the most power. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so. The the big thing though is like they, I think it's like pretty public knowledge that they haven't had a great marriage. Uh, like it's been a little bit disputes and sort of like they've stayed married, but it hasn't been the yeah. most uh, joyous. Um, and they really dive into that here. And some of the stuff apparently like people have approached you know whatever Buckingham Palace or whatever and said, is this crazy thing that they said happened in the Crown? Like did did that really happen? And the and the royal family has said like this is com- complete fiction. Like everything in the show is is is, is fiction, and nothing like we're, we're not saying that, a- that anything happened. But you got to you got to imagine. I bet I bet a lot of this 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 stuff happened. Probably. Yeah. So it's been pretty interesting. Um, really, you know, last time we spoke about this, I had only watched like the first ep- episode, and uh, John Lith- Lithgow. Uh, he was barely doing much, but he has expanded. It's pretty good. He really does a pretty good uh, mm-hmm. job. Well, he, he won the uh, 
outstanding male actor in a drama series. So, I mean, doing something right. I'd say, you know, wow, Peter D- Dinklage was a. Uh, I mean, he he barely had a. He, it wasn't a big season for him in a uh, in Game of Thrones. He's always going to get nominated. Yeah. he's just like yeah. the de facto <laughs> actor from that show that yeah. will always be recognized. <laughs> and because Kit Harrington who is the other de facto could be it doesn't have like these big acting moments in the show mm. he has like these physical big moments but mm. I mean Tyrion is the real talker let me say best moment all time Game of Thrones at Tyrion's trial right that's like the best speech ever given in Game of Thrones that was a great speech I will get <laughs> no justice here <laughs> yeah oh what a speech that's yeah. a killer that's like an all-time oh, yeah. TV speech. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but anyway, not not to get that. Any other awards uh, we're thinking of? I mean, we ran through all the TV awards. Do you have any uh, any movie nominations? Well, if we're talking about movies, you want to just touch on the Oscars a little bit, since those yeah, nominations just came out. Let's well, let me Oscars. really quickly though just say sorry because I just wanted to mention I I see here, um, Manchester by the Sea completely denied it at the SAG Awards. Wow! Um, right, because they were nominated for a few things. Didn't win anything. Was nominated for a whole bunch of things. That's true. It was denied all all awards, or did they win something? It did not win. But there's only like twelve awards handed out. Yeah, sure. I guess only the very best. Just just acting. Um, I'm thinking maybe maybe SAG voters uh, tune in to to the podcast and heard. Maybe Manchester by the Sea isn't everything that was cracked up to be especially they had Casey Affleck. They would have heard two people like fawning over it, and and one one man just mm-hmm. going like unhinged about about it. And uh, well, I think there is a two sides of un unhinged. I th- I think it was going back back and forth, but also I'm sure the SAG voters are constantly. Oh, we're always hearing these elitist views. Oh, oh, and then finally, oh, little refreshing. Oh, oh okay, maybe. Manchester by the, by the sea just wasn't as great, and I mean I'm I'm looking at this. I'm the only one here that saw Hidden Figures. I don't know. I think you might be I the first know. person in history to not call the SAG voters elitist. They might be if you're going to call uh, people elitist, the the Hollywood elite is the one voting on these. Yeah, and I'm saying that that's all they normally ever get to experience, and mm. that they may have listened to the other side this this time. Hidden Figures was pretty good. I found it more like obviously there's an undercurrent of a very important theme of you know racial, you know equality and things. But the movie, the movie itself, I I don't know. Like it, it, it was pretty good. I I thought it was like a funny little movie outside of you know. And maybe there's something to be said about dealing with the very strong themes using some some humor and and, and mm-hmm. stuff. But wow, so that's like, that is, is that the, that's the biggest award because it's an acting award, but like, that's the biggest one for a, for a movie, right? And it won? Yeah, the best, best ensemble. Wow. Well, we'll have to see him in Denzel Washington over Kate, Casey Affleck for Fences. I, I haven't seen Fences. I, I haven't seen, seen it either. I haven't I seen it, but he's supposed to be phenomenal in it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. One, okay. of the, one of the greatest actors of our time. Well, sorry to interrupt. Uh, well... Him and Kiefer Sutherland are right, sort of neck and neck. But <laughs> let's true. um, let's talk Oscars. Sorry to interrupt, please. Uh, sure. So yeah, those those came out last week. Um, 
weren't a whole lot of big big surprises. Yeah, nothing too surprising. But uh, well, I would say a whole lot of worthy worthy things were nominated. Hidden figures, though. I I that, can't believe that it. was it's not a surprise. It's getting a lot of buzz, you know. Been, yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't I know about this. haven't seen it, but it might be a surprise for you, you know, for, for a while. Yeah. There's just been it's all about campaigning with, with the Oscars, <laughs> and there's been a rigorous campaign for, for your consideration for the last like month or so. So that that doesn't that doesn't shock me. There was a push since you know they expanded the Best Picture to ten nominees. There uh-huh. was a push to get Deadpool nominated. I'm thankful Deadpool to be the first superhero movie. I don't think to Deadpool saw, saw a single nomination. Which I'm wait, but there isn't there. There's only nine, right? So do they? Is it nine, nine it be nominated? Up to 10? I'll, I'll read them through in alphabetical order, or maybe uh, they upped it to nine. Arrival, ten. which uh, cheers to that. I, I really enjoyed it too. Yep. Fences, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So there's, there's definitely some uh, some tears I would say within this this uh, pool of, yeah. of nominees. Huh? Have you guys seen Hell or High Water? Either of you? I have not seen no. that. It's available to rent, and it's been on my list what, list of things to do for a long time. Is that Jeff Bridges? It's, it is Jeff Bridges. Um, it's very good, but I wouldn't say it's one of the nine best movies of the year. <laughs> yeah, that movie kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it was in limited release huge, when I saw it. Huge uh, awards getter or nominee getter. It is very apt for the time. It's about taking down those banks those elitist bankers is it is hack wait hell or high water is about taking down the elitist bankers yeah, it's about bank robbers oh okay is it set in modern times mm-hmm. it's like a modern western oh okay it's let good. me let me talk about uh andrew garfield and hacksaw ridge for a moment sure i haven't seen it yeah but i saw the other movie that Andrew Garfield was in, the Martin Amazing Spider-Man movie, Silence. Oh, okay. What? What? What did you say, Chris? <laughs> that was a little joke. Well, he's hopped up on his on his tooth pills. I said. What? You said I saw the other movie that Andrew Garfield was in, and I said Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> he was in that. He was in that. Actually, as as I posted on Twitter the other day, him and the guy from the the comedic guy. What's his name? Ben Schwartz. I always get them mixed up. Okay. Like, they look exactly exactly the same. Well. Mm, I wouldn't say that. Everyone, go check out uh, Twitter.com slash Jeffam, J-E-F-F-A-A-M. Look at the proof that I've put up there. I, I created myself in, in Photoshop a side-by-side comparison of a picture of Andrew Garfield and Ben Schwartz. Decide for, for yourself. Whether mm. me thinking that they they look the same is ju- is justified, yeah. but anyway, I love Martin Scorsese as you can see by a giant poster I have of of uh, well, well, <laughs> Shutter Island. Who hanging doesn't here. love Martin Scorsese? Okay, I gotta see Silence. I don't know if I would. <laughs> really, you wouldn't recommend it? And I love, I really do love him, Martin Scorsese, and. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. It was, it was very long, and <laughs> not not a lot happened. I heard, yeah, I heard it's not the most accessible of uh, of all of his work. And I'll tell you this: when I left there, I said, <laughs> like the ultimate, the ultimate two movie, like two two movie uh, double feature would be Silence. 
followed by Manchester by by the sea. It's like very long. Not, nothing happens, and your soul is is taken taken out out out, out of you. So maybe I mean you 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 love what Ma- time Manchester period is silence in? Well, Chris, maybe I mean it's also. Do you know like anything about it? I've seen the trailer once in the theater. And I forget if it was modern day or it's not it, modern day. You know, I think it's in like it's 18, very old 1800s. 1800s I oh, okay. Yeah, it's whatever. Like when I, I I don't know what the period was would be, but I guess <clears throat> yeah that that seems oh, okay. like it's probably it's right. it's, pr- it's probably about right. That's cool. Lots of uh, I mean, I was getting excited when that came out because they like switched the when the movie was going to come out. Uh, because you know it looked like it was for tr- trying to get some award rec- recognition. Like I think it came out at the very end of last mm-hmm. la- last year, mm-hmm. and then just complete uh, complete shut sh- shutdown. Right? It wasn't nominated for anything. Right? I mean, it was just no. It was nominated for I think uh, cinematography. Oh, okay, got a cinematography <laughs> nomination. Yep. It was very beautiful, and it had its moments. It had its moments. I definitely think that it, uh, they had been hoping for more for yeah. more nominees for, for that that movie. They they, yeah. they fell a bit short. Um, probably the biggest travesty, I would say, uh, among all of these nominees, uh, comes from the makeup and hairstyling uh, category, okay. in which Suicide Squad received a <laughs> nomination. True. No, probably the worst movie to come out from last year that, that I saw at least <laughs> it's just just on principle alone that that Suicide Squad is now considered an Oscar nominated film yeah but no, that's that's really it's sad shameful isn't makeup and hairstyling always like it's like the, the, the weirdest wild, the it is like the one. weirdest category there's always like very few nominees they're, they're very obscure like weird <laughs> movies like like do, a man called Ove mm-hmm. also was nominated in this category. I've never heard I've of that. Seen that on Star Trek Beyond was nominated in this category. Wait, so and there's only three? So Suicide Squad could could be an Oscar winner? It what, could. What, I, yeah, what I had three chance? I couldn't imagine. Um, <laughs> you know, Star. Did you? Uh, you guys didn't see Star Trek Beyond, right? No, I forgot that movie came out. There was some time. good. Uh, there was uh, now that I'm looking, remembering it. There was some good makeup in that movie. Idris Elba's character goes through some transformations that. You know what? Uh, Dude, there's some good makeup. Well, oh, Idris Elba's in there. He's the villain. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like you know what many people consider the craziest uh, Oscar makeup and hairstyling win. That Johnny Knoxville movie, Bad Grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> I think that received a nomination last year. Oh yeah, was it a win or a nomination? Didn't win, I don't think. Uh, mm. Well, still Oscar nominated movie, yeah. Bad Grandpa. It's just the weirdest category <laughs> in the. Really, the whole s- selection. Oh my god! Wasn't there a bad gran- grandpa too? Am I in- in- incorrect? I think you are incorrect. I've never seen either. I think they did like a they they did like a one point five. You know how when they those jackass guys do uh, yes. video releases. Can, can we talk for a minute about uh, best or original song? Sure, sure. Now there's nothing by John Legend this this year. Um, Thank God, though he was eligible. Wow, two from La La Land, audition. Oh, the audition one. I I remember that that one. Which is in the audition. Yeah, uh, I like that one a lot more than uh, City of Stars, which yeah, I believe the is the City of Stars. I, I get why it was nominated during the Golden Globes and why it's nominated here, but I don't think it's the best song in that movie. 
this is like yeah. so so no, hard though. Like like the Justin Timberlake song is like a <laughs> pop funk dance song. I don't know what the empty chair is. I'll have to listen to that. And I don't know what the song from Mo- Mona is. From Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, that's why I thought that was going to win at the Golden Globes. Because then he would go People up. People love that man. Yeah. What won at, at the Golden Globes? I, I forget. It's a good question. I think, I think La La Land won. La La, yeah. Oh, okay. One of its many, stars. One of its many, many awards. Anything else uh, sticking out to you guys? Yeah, I wanted to uh, just touch on the uh, original screenplay category uh, in which The Lobster got nominated. I, I tweeted now, this out that morning. He, now, uh, Mike, you've you've spoken about The Lobster before, though, right? You've You've been a fan. I'm a huge fan of The Lobster, and uh, I mentioned this before the start of our, our recording, but I'm going to mention it again, that when I first saw The Lobster back in, like, March of last year, or whenever that was, yeah. I don't think it was March. We can go back maybe, on our... Maybe sometime in the summer. Our litter box. I said to Chris, that movie better get a, a Best uh, Original Screenplay nomination, because it deserves it, and I'm, I'm glad that it was recognized here. Very nice. It's true. That movie needs a little bit more love. Than deserved. It if, deserves. If it deserved love. anything, at all, it deserved an original screenplay That's nomination, true. And, it, and it got it. So I, I'm happy. Do you guys, do you guys have a prediction for best best picture? Uh, best picture. I say La La Land. Or, no, I think uh, La, La La Land is definitely going to win. Okay. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Didn't it not win at the? Or at one because there was two different categories at the Golden Globes. Yeah, right? it's just Globes a heavy, a heavy favorite. Okay. Um, I don't think be. it deserves to win. Not even close. I'm actually going to be kind of disappointed to see it win, but it will win. You're, you're a big hit, hit, right Hidden Figures it. fan. Haven't seen Hidden Figures, so I can't. I can't, can't well, if you that. have you have any questions, I'm sort of like an ambassador for it now since I'm the only one that's that's seen it here. It, it, it was pretty good. Is there a lot of good math in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. There was a lot. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of math. Um, and and how about this? Well, can can I just say, other than Manchester by the Sea uh, and, La, and La La Land, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I know you probably haven't seen all of them, but what, what else do, do you like here? Uh, Moonlight was mm, definitely oh, yeah. the best. I keep from, having to see yeah, that I'll probably go year. Moonlight. And uh, I love Arrival as well. Um, I like Arrival. I don't. I don't think it should win though. Arrival, I really like too. But wasn't it, I've it only was seen dry. four of these nominees? I gotta get going. Well, you know, check out. Uh, you know, second ch- shout out of the day: twitter.com slash jeffam. I tweeted. Uh, I forgot what movie theater chain, but didn't you look? You looked looked it up. Let's Mike. not plug it because they're not paying us. It's true, but um, that's 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 true. Ruger Cinemas. Know what? Look, yeah, look in your your area because sometimes movie theaters will do like specials mm-hmm. where you can. see... It is a pretty good deal. Yeah, <laughs> like you can see all of the Oscar not nominated movies, um, for like a fixed price, which is pretty cool. So maybe uh. Well, we won't do that because the theater is a little too far. But I'll I'll find a way to see some some of these. But very good. Anything else about the uh, the the Oscars here, guys? I think we covered uh, it. I hope Manchester by the Sea cleans house. That's all I'll say. We'd be deserving. Well, 
Beggars can't be Rugers, Mike. Ain't <laughs> that the truth? All right, v- very good. So we'll uh, we'll keep up to date with that. But let's talk uh, let's talk ho- Homeland, right? So there wasn't a new episode. No, there was. Next week there won't be a new episode. Next week there won't be a new episode. But you you guys have been been watching. Yep. Oh yeah. Lay it on us. I I like this episode. I liked where it went with Quinn. Mm-hmm. Of how it's setting up this like rear window type situation where he's always home and he's going to be watching. Yeah, it's around. true. I think that's kind of an interesting way to kind of fit him into the overall season story. And, and he's he, back. He's, he's getting his groove back a little bit. He 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 got he he got a gun. Yep. By by robbing the man who 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 assaulted and robbed him. Uh, that was okay. I like that scene. Still could do with a little less Quinn. Uh, it still remains to be seen just what role, if any, he will play in the. I think he's going to fit in the end game of this of this season. But um, how do you feel about all of the Saul stuff? Saul stuff. I was gotta be honest. I was a little confused. Yeah, I was, a little I was lost. struggling to follow along just to exactly what what he was doing. I, I know he was was he in Iran. He was in. No, I think I thought he was in Israel. Israel, wherever he was. I he love was, it he when was in Homeland, Abu Dhabi. I love it when Homeland goes uh, overseas. Oh yeah, uh, I think they've done it every single season since they've been on the air. They've gone to some some remote uh, Middle Eastern <laughs> yeah. country, uh, which is some cool, some whole seasons I'm, take place. Overseas. In the, the last two seasons, they've been entirely uh, yeah. overseas. But uh, I, I loved it's just such a such a cool like change of scenery. Um, and just the way they, they play with that, that those landscapes is, is really, really interesting. Don't see that a lot on TV. I really liked, even though I was confused as you were, I liked the interrogation scene that he had because it felt mm-hmm. like, oh, this is... I, it's just great seeing Saul like, at work yeah. doing his thing that yeah. he, he's so skilled at. Like, he's just, he's such a professional. Yep. And he's so good at what he does. So I, I <laughs> yeah, will always enjoy that. Yep. Uh, and then, of course... Our favorite, Carrie, just fuck, fucking up fuck everything. Up. <laughs> yeah, she. But she, at the same time, she she'll fuck it up. But then she'll like at the end she'll she'll succeed because yeah. that's sort of that's how it goes. How it goes on Homeland. Yeah, she'll she'll do something really <laughs> terrible. She'll destroy a young man's life, but in the end, all will be okay. She will be portrayed as the the smart, bright hero. But I, I did like how like she comes from this world of shadows. In like this whole all this shadowcraft. Now she's in the light in like the U.S. justice system, where you can't do this like backroom dealing because someone will find out and you'll get punished for it. So it's kind of interesting for her to kind of kind of come up against walls. And then she like had this. the gall to, to show up in that man's uh, <laughs> to do it again and to, and to tell him that that sorry. I screwed up. I couldn't follow a simple order, and as a result, I've completely destroyed your life. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she, she, uh, in the end, she, she's a she good person, right, I, I guess, by, by blackmailing the uh, the FBI agent. Yeah. So now he's going to get out. Presumably. Presumably, right? Yeah. So that's, good on her for that scene with the that. F, with the uh, the whatever agent that got her the recordings was a little weird like he's so fervently says no and they just show up i I don't want to jeopardize my career my family my life (laughs) this is in afghanistan get out of my face (laughs) but (laughs) the next morning maybe it wasn't him maybe it was someone else that's true we don't know for sure 
I guess it also could be argued that if she hadn't did what she did, like if she didn't completely uh, betray uh, the orders of the FBI mm-hmm. and um, destroy the, his chances at um, at a deal, that that she wouldn't have been compelled to then go and like blackmail the FBI agent. So in the end, she she did the right thing. That's true. If I have to predict what's going to happen in, in the future, the kid's going to get let out. Uh-huh. Then he's going to commit some crazy attack, and it's all going to be her I fault. I think he's bad. Yeah. I think, I think that I think that he wasn't bad, but he, like obviously he was sort of bad because we saw him doing all that oh, crazy you stuff. Think he's gonna, but I think this situation is going to radicalize him in a way that he wasn't before, and he will commit an attack. It's a good prediction. That's what I believe will happen. Man. Just a quick thought about. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> well, I I haven't seen any of this, and and to be honest, uh, you know how how many seasons deep are we? Six. Six, yeah. So it's a little bit of a <laughs> there's a lot of, of, of yeah. a process to get caught up to where, <laughs> yeah. to where you guys might be, and I haven't even started. But uh, I will say this: this is this the second time that uh, so clearly there's lots of uh, terrorism being ta- talked about in this show, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I just wanted to briefly mention I did see the Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, the Boston Pinterest Day. Yes. Did you see it, Chris? No, I haven't seen it. But my, yeah, my guess. And before I, I just wanted to make make a sta- statement about this. Are you guys all good with your homeland talk? Yeah, I think we covered it. Yeah. I, I, t- I took a nap, you. so I don't have any context yeah. for where mm-hmm. where you are or, or or anything. And you, so, sorry, Chris, you you didn't see it? No. But you can you can I, speak. I mean, I, I didn't. I'd like to speak to you, Mike, about one. Chris specific is aware scene. of the general events <laughs> of that movie. Yeah, don't <laughs> spoil that movie for me, guys. Well, like, okay, Mark Wahlberg's character. Everything in that movie was supposed to be real except for the main character, right? Do you agree with me that that, that was an issue? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the scene of, of of the movie and the people I saw it with, it was so weird because I was thinking this from the moment this scene happened. And then right when I came out, my friend turned turned to me and said, and, and said, and said the same thing, which which was... Was Mark Wahlberg really the only person that could identify where those security ca- cameras were? <laughs> I I actually singled that scene out in the review I wrote for the uh, website. I I didn't read it because because I hadn't seen right. it, so I didn't want to. Yeah, I agree. That's that scene <laughs> yeah. is preposterous. <laughs> and it was such it, a drawn out scene. It was too. like, and it was set up as though he was like this savant, like he is the <laughs> yeah. expert on uh, Boylston Street. Uh, storefronts. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one in the whole world that that could have identified them. My my friend Jacob, uh, shout out Jacob. We get two last last week. Put it like like this. Um, they set up that whole like FBI cra- cra- crazy area. They, they've got the audio analysis, the video analysis, which was also a little bit ske- sketchy. How they showed like how they identified white white hat man. Um, just couldn't get their hands on Google Earth <laughs> to identify where the storefronts were on uh, on Beacon Street. There, they, they had to bring in Marky Mark. That that scene really just sort of strained the 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 whole just the whole credibility of the operation. It's like we we've created a painstakingly accurate recreation of of the crime scene here, except for with any of the locations of any of the businesses. <laughs> Like, we need your help, Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. 
<laughs> it did kind of feel like, like a South Park parody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sort of did. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but other than that... If you can get past the Mark Wahlberg bullshit, though, it is, I think, an exceptional movie. Uh, we also... I mean, this is more of like a theater by, by theater thing, but our theater was packed with people like... Just reacting like... Uh, there, there's the commissioner. Like literally, people were yelling these, 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 these things out. You know, I mean, that's that's probably a New England thing. You know, yeah, yeah I'm sure that, that that wasn't happening. Yeah, in, in other part parts of the country, they're Big Poppy. Yeah, well, no, when Big Pop, Cla- when Big claps. Poppy came, it, it was there's my man, there's my my man. <laughs> That's what it was. Are you sure? <laughs> you sure Mike wasn't the one? <laughs> <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was there, right, right there, along with that guy. Um, if Mike was out on a ladies' night night out with a bunch of women, applause, uh, dressed up like a woman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's my man. I was because uh, I knew I knew when 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 people started yelling, <laughs> I knew when when people started yelling stuff that when Big Poppy eventually came. Because Mike had had mentioned on a previous podcast that Big Big Poppy was it was. In How it. about that shot though? That was like explicitly shot for the for the movie of him walking down the tunnel. Yeah, I know. That yeah. was glorious. It got me excited. I don't know. Yeah. How I, like, yeah, it, it was cool. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it was cool because also he was like that. That's when it really hit me. Like. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was really was a completely fa- fa- fabricated character. Like when when Big Poppy was wa- walking down down the tunnel, and shook his hand, and, and I thought, oh, of course they had to do this because they're about to use real footage, and Mar- and Mark Wahlberg's not going to show up in the real footage <laughs> because this whole thing is befa- like his perspective. Yeah, they they could afford a scum too. Do you remember? Do you yeah. remember that Mark Wahlberg movie with Will Ferrell, the other guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a scene in that movie where I forget I forget which. Baseball player is Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Do you know the scene I'm talking and about? He shoots Derek Jeter. Yeah, it sounds exactly like that scene where it he, is kind of, yeah, he, he meets in a Derek Jeter Derek walking Jeter. up the tunnel <laughs> and, and he shakes his hand and the gun accidentally goes off and he shoots Derek Jeter. You know, I recently watched another Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, and I I had never seen seen this movie. Man, there's some low quality acting in this movie, uh, and I love M Night Shyamalan, but the happening. Do you guys know that? Oh, the one about the the bees? I think that's considered like M. Night's like nadir film. What was was that mean? Like the low point in his his career. Oh, really? It's got to be Avatar The Last Airbender. That too. That's got to be the worst. (laughs) I've I've actually been I think the happening was, and then he made Last Airbender. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of M. Night movies, but I've been on a binge of ones I, I haven't seen. Well, a binge of two. That one and The Devil. The yeah. one where they're in the, in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, he he just produced that one. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that really that's true. Well, he he produced it and wrote wrote it. Oh, okay, <laughs> or he wrote the story. Oh yeah. Um, I'll just say, man, the happening. There's some rough acting in that movie. Like I don't know if it like they're supposed to be being weird, maybe, but but like very stiff. You know, it, it yeah. was just sort of a rough. What do you think about Devil? Um, did you predict who the devil was? I didn't, and it was okay. My prediction, just the last tangent, yeah. last tangent, we can move on. My prediction for devil was that the devil, there was no specific devil, and the devil was like hopping from individual to individual. That would have been cool. That's what I thought was happening, but I ended up being wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously we won't spoil it. I really like the opening of devil. The upside down. The upside yeah. down city. 
It was very kind of uh, reminded me of uh, the, the Shining. It's opening. Uh, oh yeah, D- is the Shining's opening the ski resort up, up, up upside down? Not not all of it's upside down, but when it's just following the car and it's following, it has like that creepy music. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Well you know the the thing that I found so unnerving about the opening of the happening was like obviously it's like every movie city opening but upside down but then like we'd like clearly they shot it special because they would keep going to like the camera would be upside down and then it would like slowly start to flip like over like the bridge and almost look like we're gonna come right side up but right when we're about to switch it would switch to it like it would cut to another shot that what was so unnerving because you know uh Upside down just feels weird, and then oh, we're finally gonna turn over. No, we're right back to being yeah. upside down. Yeah, that was interesting. And, and I mean, yeah, I feel like the, the the happening was the the least like the poorest twist of M. M. Night Shyamalan that I've I've seen. But um, okay, cool. I don't now, now, Chris. You haven't seen the very latest episode of Taboo, right? No, I might be two behind, but I think I'm only one behind. Well, let's just talk briefly. Let's let's save episode four for next po- podcast, and let's just see if we if we can talk about up to episode three because we haven't talked episode three yet. So this is the one. Episode three begins with right after he's been attacked. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. And then he was he, then he like sort of does the switcheroo where he makes his will. Uh, yeah, if if he dies, the his the nuka sound goes to the Americans. Yeah, which was which was cool. This whole show, just like this over, you know, this overarching theme of like, you know, he's a crazy dude. Like yeah. what? Like who is this dude? Like still, e- even though we're finding out more, like you just sort of never know. It kind of parallels the young pope, which we're going to talk about in a second, where yeah. it's the, there's just this main character. And you you end up liking Tom Hardy a lot more because he's a lot he's like actually a good person. But yeah, you um like you you're hoping that the main character has this grand plan in his head, and slowly but surely you're getting little bits and pieces of this grand plan, um, and it's coming together nicely. Yeah, it was. So what happens at at the end of this this episode? Doesn't well, he the, start- the the lady? The ex-wife, the supposed ex-wife, where they married in Ireland, of his father comes, and they li- and she starts living in the house with him. Yeah, that whole dy- dynamic is so. Wait, like, d- d- does he rescue her or something? Like, d- doesn't someone try to attack her too? Uh, I think it's a couple he weeks old for me now. He like he invites her in, and then they start boarding up the house because he says like people are trying to attack us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we need to stay safe. Then she's like, "Oh, I'm an actress, so I kind of have to leave." Yeah, so that that that'll be a whole dynamic that we can look at. I hope they go to the U.S. eventually. That would be really cool to 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 switch yeah. uh, switch backgrounds. Um, also, some to... very gruesome things happen in the episode. Tom Hardy rips a man's neck with his mouth. A dead he like almost like cannibalizes a man <laughs> in like a ritualistic sacrifice <laughs> to cleanse the spirits of a of a boat. There's lots of like, um, and again, I've seen one more episode, so I won't say, but just going from uh, the depiction of the royal family in The Crown compared to how they're depicted. In That's the, the in weakest part of this show. There's like a cartoonish yeah, prince, yeah. prince regent, and he's very makeuped up. 
with like rosy red cheeks and he's like a, a buffoon. That is a good way to put it, car- cartoonish. It's like yeah. he kind of like sucks the the grittiness out of the show. Yeah, it's uh, but it does show like the opulence of the royal family and how it's just like, oh, I want these X marks to be green instead of red. You need to go redo this map. In the um, in the next episode, uh, I, I actually think the next ep- episode is one of my favorites. So I'll be looking forward to you seeing it and us being able to discuss nice. it. Mike, you should check it out. Yeah, it's just sort of racking up all the episodes on my DVR. I don't, I don't know if I'll get around to it. Watch one and see if it su- sucks you in. Or, like Tom Hard- Hardy says, see if it sucks you in or see if it uh, cannibalizes your your throat to, to <laughs> steal your soul, as it has with, with, with many of us. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. We'll, we'll dive in more next next week uh, when we're all caught, caught up. But let's talk about our our good friend the young pope <laughs> who now has himself said i am the young pope <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, yeah which makes me think i don't know i have a feeling like that they push for this show being called the young pope and that they didn't like like that when those lines were were being said everyone knew this is the this is the name of the show. Now, you know? now that it's been called the Young Pope, I really can't see another name for the show. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else would fit as yep. perfect as the Young Pope. Yep, yep. So we're talking about you know again. Uh, if you guys haven't been following along, we're getting treated to two episodes of this per per week by HBO. One on Sunday, one on Monday. You guys are all caught caught up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that means we've just watched episodes five and six, right? Yep. Yep. Any thoughts? Well, I just marathoned. I know Mike did too. Like all, I, I caught up on three, the latest three episodes. So it's all like a blur in my mind. Well, I'll but. just lay this this stuff out. So we have the ongoing storyline with Voyello trying to bring him down using like that 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 woman. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of laid to rest now, right? <laughs> but we're well. Oh, not, we haven't spoken in, about in it. Five. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there's the stuff with the woman. Um, and then I mean, in the in the next ep- episode, we also have him meeting with the prime minister, which was a whole crazy like that was a good scene. I gotta say, okay, well, n- no, let's 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 talk about the the storyline with the woman first, because there's a bunch of stuff with the prime minister too. I'd, I'd I'd like to to talk about. Um, what what do you guys think about what's going on with the woman? Because there have been there's some, been some like. You know, we don't really know what he's thinking. Obviously, that's that's the whole f- f- foundation of this whole show, like right that we have no idea what the, what what the hell he's 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 really doing. <laughs> it's still unclear. There uh, there were times during all those scenes where he was being spied on, where it felt like this, like which I know it is, like such like a quirky. It almost felt like a quirky like foreign comedy. Yeah, where, like they would just they would be doing some salacious thing, and then it would cut to and like literally like five feet away. There would be like three men with a camera and they would be snapping pictures. I agree. <laughs> and I couldn't believe he couldn't see like some, like I, sometimes they were on a roof far away, but like, well, he knew what they were doing. He eventually yeah. knew, but I don't I'm know thinking how. Maybe he, he did know. Yeah. I know he found like, out. I know he know in general, but like, I'm thinking that maybe he did know at that time. <laughs> just kept doing it. You know? Yeah. That makes well, sense. Well, because he, didn't he say, so, like he, the words that he spoke when 
he had his hand on her her body like wasn't it s- s- something like very threatening like to to the cardinal like it was something like like this is an extreme paraphrase but like we're all pieces of shit just like those cardinals I think it was something, <laughs> I mean, it was something like we have to look to mother mary at our t- in our time of need or something like that he just has these and he's very like, he's just this mixture of like self-indulgent like like he's he's just like very full of himself too like mm-hmm. like just the comments he makes that are like supposed to be funny like i know i'm extremely good looking or like look <laughs> look in my eye like like my beautiful eyes but then like oh my gosh and then uh so there's there's that and then obviously that comes to a head as we were talking talking about where he reveals that he knew everything and uh voyello like grovels at his feet this is like a thing i was wondering this while i was watching like how much more of this can we go through like it's just like voyello tries to do some crazy shit to, to bring him down he stomps it out but like what is up with that? Like, he, he stomps st- st- stuff out, but, like, 90% of the time, he's just like, and now you'll just go on, uh, like, being closely associated with with me. <laughs> like, is that just going to be the whole show? Like, these people that he allows to be close to him, like, trying to take him down and him just demonstrating that he doesn't care? Well, <laughs> like, I, could, well, continuing on? Now that we've gotten the Italian prime minister introduced, I think we're starting to see, like, these other forces yeah. come into play where, like... Now he's clamped down on the Catholic Church, and he has this rule there. But you know, the Catholic Church is just one institution in many, one powerful institution in many in the kind of the global landscape. Well, let's talk about that for a second because that's something that really, and Chris, I, I know you have a strong interest in history and in uh, re- in religion and yeah. things. So this this must really be an interesting view for you. I mean, I know it's. I know it's fiction, but mm. to get that insider view of what s- some of the details that might be like inside of the mm. Vatican, um, I mentioned this when, when we were talking a couple weeks weeks ago. Like, it interests me so much. Like, like the Pope is pretty much like the president, right? Like the of this nation. Of, you mean Vatican City or yeah? Italy? Because they are <laughs> like a the nation. Pope, right? Yeah, yeah, the Pope. Yeah, and then the the other guy. The guy that keeps trying to bring bring, bring him down, Voello. Vo- 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 yeah, he's the the Secretary of State. Like mm-hmm. they keep calling him the se- yeah. the Secretary of State, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's just how it is. Like there's just this nation where the Pope is gonna be the Pope for as long as he wants. The se- Secretary of State's gonna be there for as long as he wants. Um, it's just really interesting to see well, the inner workings because you have to like. Sorry to interrupt, Chris, but like it must be so different. Like then, you know how the the Secretary of State of the United States is, you, yeah. you know, like. But we're seeing the inner workings of this really u- unique in, in, in institution. I think the Secretary of State is appointed by the Pope, so I think, really, I think the Pope can do it, especially the young Pope. But he think, won't bring him down. I think the Pope can do anything he wants. Uh, well, he might. He might think like, if I break you, you're more easily controlled than like some random guy that I bring in. You know, that's true. <laughs> you, probably, you never know what, what, I would what, what this guy's what this guy's thinking. Yeah, um, but like, I, I do like this future, which is a, a one prob- probable future of the Catholic Church, where it's a declining nation that's hemorrhaging money, and hem- mm-hmm. and now with the more ra- radicalized young Pope, 
in pl- in power, they're radical. They're losing uh, following as well. Mm. So it's kind of interesting to see like what like what are you going to do, and which I wasn't as hot on the prime minister discussion as it seems like you guys are because that if he did reveal himself at just to not get this man elected. I don't think that's his plan. It might be he might just be saying that to like get this guy off his back. But I think if he did that, it would kind of stall his plan of being like this shadowy organization. Because once you can only play that trick once. Oh, it was definitely a threat. I know, but I don't. I don't. I think it's kind of an empty threat. Is what I'm saying. Well, he he brought that up though, Chris. He specifically said you you think I wouldn't do it, or you, or you think the people wouldn't follow, or what. Well, they might follow, but I think, like, say, like, he does, and then, say he does do that, and then the Prime Minister isn't reelected 20 years from now. I mean, the, the young Pope is young. He's going to be Pope for a long time. So, like, 20 years from now, the there's, an, there's another Prime Minister that also is is uh, very progressive. He can't play that same trick twice, you know? Yeah. Well, couldn't he? Couldn't he just tell everyone not to vote for someone again? But the young Pope's argument in that scene was that this will be my coming out and if the first thing i say when i come out is don't vote for this man (laughs) it's gonna be very powerful yeah that's 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 true um so we'll have to follow along with how how that goes and then uh, and you know the the other big thing i guess was the whole we get the scene where he goes out with his childhood friend yeah i like that who turns out to be doing some que- questionable things, at least as far as in the eyes of uh, of, of Lenny. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. this whole show is filled with like awesome monologues. Just like a character, are they awesome? Zoom- in, in my mind, they are. Just Come a char- on. zooming in on a character, and the. Uh, I got to be honest. I'm struggling a little bit with with this show. <laughs> Come on, you no, know, it is like it is at a some point scatterbox. It is, yeah, and it's different. It's disjointed. And there is just so many just long drawn out scenes in which characters Wait, just talk at one another. Are you are you describing the young Pope or Manchester by by the sea? No, but I agree. Um, I agree with you. But I think there are enough. There's enough character tissue to keep to keep me going, and enough good scenes. To keep me going. Yeah, there, certain episodes I think work. Like I think the fifth episode I really liked with uh, with there was a heavy the focus on Lenny yeah. and uh, his foster brother and his. His parents, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Colin, Colin Smith, um, that episode worked for me. But mm-hmm. and, and they, but like uh, episode four, there was just so much of of, of Lenny the young pope with uh, what's what's her name Esther. So all yeah. those scenes just were so dry and boring, and I just I couldn't do it. Like well, I watched it, but I I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so the show is just. At any given moment, it could be that, or it could yeah. be really, really interesting and, and fun and, and engaging. I, like I liked a lot the, the scene with the prime minister. But, it's um, definitely di- disjointed, but it's just like I think the young pope is one of like the most intriguing characters on TV to me right now. Like I have I agree, no idea yeah. what he's doing, and also airing, what is he doing? airing them two at a time over two days kind of alleviates that a little bit because you're able to. It's almost it's like midway between binge watching and watching weekly. Yeah. You can like you you kind of gorge on it for two hours a week. The thing that kills me is just like 
What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do when he finds out his his best friend is is questionable? Because that's first of all, he himself. I don't know. Is he doing questionable things? Like we we still don't really know what he really thinks. Um so that'll be interesting what he's going to do when that when that comes out. And then I guess the um the last thing I was going to talk about is just uh Chris, I want to mention to you. I saw that they brought up that statue that you mentioned was uh incorrectly in the in the room again yeah him and Vuelo, the young pope and Vuelo had like a scene in front of that about homosexuality uh and the it, persecution of it yeah didn't he say you're like lusting at this this the statue or something? well Vuelo was yeah that was like his character that was part of his character in the first episode did you listen to that podcast about how that statue isn't actually there what podcast the we when you when we here. first talked about the young pope, you probably it was like a little. It was, it was a little discussion. It was easy to overhear. Chris brought up there's a historically in, inaccurate statue that's not actually at the Vatican that they speak about. Oh, uh, okay. And they spoke about it again on this episode when he's asking Voyello why he's looking at the statue. It's the yeah. same statue. It's not there. Uh, two two more things, man. Well, have have you guys been been watching the after episode, like inside the episode thing? I watched the latest one, but I, I didn't even know they were doing this. Yeah, I found it really interesting. Like when he does his crazy, elaborate dre- dressing up now. Yeah, like and I found it interesting. They were talking afterwards, like that's how it used to be done. Like the Pope actually doesn't dress up that elaborately now. Yeah, like that's crazy. He looks crazy when he's in there, <laughs> getting carried in by the man. No, it was it was a great <laughs> juxtaposition in the when he was having the discussion with the Prime Minister because Prime Minister is like the height of modern day formal wear, where yeah. it's just black side, like black black suit, red tie, that's white true. shirt, <laughs> and the young Pope is like this overflowing golden mass sitting next <laughs> to him. A, just dictating to him yeah it really was uh it was pretty crazy but we'll uh and then finally the other thing i wanted to mention is uh this ongoing thing with his parents shout out friend of the podcast colin smith um like what is going to be going on with that like he's there has to be some outcome to that right like something's going to happen with that Mm. where it either changes his outlook it's, it's clearly a driving force behind so much of what he does is that just unfulfillment, yeah. um, that that void in his life, not not never knowing his parents. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And just you know, one more time, I wanted to mention Chris. That that was a good comparison. Like so, sometimes I do feel like I'm watching like a BBC uh, comedy, like 1990s show, <laughs> like 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 a 1990s like, B- BBC comedy show. Like yeah. we'll, we'll, it, it'll just cut and some like quirky, weird thing yeah. will be happening for like 30 seconds yeah. and that's just done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, but that's, uh, that's interesting stuff, but good, good stuff. We'll, uh, we'll keep up with, with everything. And, uh, before we go, Mike, where can we find you on, on the internet? Uh, on Twitter at linguistics underscore screening club.com. And Chris, Twitter.com slash that Morris and screenclub.com. Me, you can always find at therealjeffmore.com or on Twitter, twitter.com slash Jeffum, J E F F A M. If you guys would like to get in touch and share your comments or thoughts, you can email us as always at screeningclub at gmail.com. 
And as the guys just mentioned, screeningclub.com. Visit us for more articles, insight, and to share your thoughts online. Thanks again for joining us, guys, and enjoy your week of TV. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. God bless.